Hi there, and welcome back to Music Therapy and Beyond. This is episode 35 in November's clinical segment. So joining me today is a familiar voice, Giving Songs CEO, Kristen. Hi, Kristen. Hello. So since it is the month of November, we here in the United States are gearing up for a pretty big holiday, Thanksgiving. Some people are skipping ahead to Christmas, but we are not there yet. I love Thanksgiving, so I don't want to rush past this. But during the Thanksgiving season, obviously gratitude is kind of the point of the holiday and setting aside some time to reflect and be thankful. So today, Kristen and I are going to share some ideas on how to incorporate gratitude into your music therapy sessions this month, as well as some ways that you can practice gratitude in your professional and personal life all year round, and I think you're going to come to appreciate how important this is for our well-being. So with that, let's get to it. So before we get started, um, I do kind of want to set up the benefits of gratitude first. Um, It's a beneficial practice that we can probably agree on on kind of an anecdotal basis. So I wanted to go to the research to see what evidence there was for the benefits of gratitude. In one recent study um, published in Brain Behavior and Immunity, Authors Hazlitt et al. note that because of the brain-body connection between gratitude and support-giving behavior, gratitude may reap the same benefits of amygdala deactivation and reduction in threat responses, um, thereby reducing inflammation in the body and increasing immune responses. So this um, research study that they did added to the body of research showing the effect that nurturing social relationships have a literal effect on our physiology and our well-being in our bodies. Another article from the Journal of Positive Psychology was a comprehensive literature review on the relationship between gratitude and cardiovascular health in particular. In several of the studies, um, they noted the relationship to gratitude the relationship between gratitude to adherence to health behaviors. So essentially, For those with gratitude practice, they were more likely to live healthier lives, which improved their overall health and well-being for things like diet and exercise, going to the doctor, and just generally taking care of themselves. But that was in addition to all of the positive outcomes noted for physical biomarkers and heart health, like decreased uh, blood pressure and that sort of thing. So there is actually quite a bit of research on the physiologic effects, um, and the biologic effects of gratitude. So let's get into, um, now that we kind of have that as a basis, I want to talk about how we can draw on this research and what we know about gratitude to improve our clinical um, applications, especially this month, because a lot of times we're using themed sessions. And so how can we actually use this evidence in our evidence-based practice particularly this month, but also all year round. These are not just November-specific intervention ideas necessarily. So um, Kristen, I want to pass it to you and hear a couple of your ideas for how we can use gratitude in our sessions with our clients and how we can use this to benefit our music therapy practices. 
Well, first, I'm so glad that you set up that research because it is fascinating um, just how how our bodies and brains and just our emotions and spirituality all combine together. And I, I love, obviously, that there's research that supports it. So, of course, in evidence-based practice, we need to take that into account. And if you do get um, into, and I hope that this episode encourages people to go and dig more into the research because there's Absolutely. quite a bit out there. And what you'll find is that the importance of gratitude is the practice of it, is the habit of it, and that those longer-term benefits change the brain and the actual neurochemistry and the, the neurobiology of our brain. And so it's the habit that works. And so the couple of ideas that I have are, again, ones that you can use in November, you could use them in December, you could use them in March, you know, you can use them all over um, all times of year. And then just uh, alternate them as uh, you need to for the season and for each client, whether you're doing individual or group. So the first one I have is just a gratitude songwriting. And this can be with original words or with original music, or you can piggyback on, you know, a format or a, um, a song that you like or the client or group likes. Um, or you could even do it like a Mad Lib kind of style where the therapist and client then kind of work together with specific words. You know, you would have to base all of your songwriting on the needs of the client, what their current needs, and also what their, you know, what's most appropriate for their attention and um, their specific needs. So I've used a jar or visual chart as like sort of a bank of ideas. You could even use a bucket or, you know, with little kids, a bucket, or you could even have it attached to an instrument um, for different instruments on drum heads, and then they can choose which one they want and they can actually do the physical playing. And then you can actually use the words that are on the drum to to help create the song kind of in a chant or like improvisation style. So you can have, you know, it, this more improvisation, or it can be more formal where you're actually looking at having, especially for littles, really, I like to use pictures of family and friends and things like food and activities and toys, maybe their teacher at school. So this is a really flexible format so that you can use either words or pictures or both um, to not only support all of their you know, academic and reading and communication skills, but as well as this idea of practicing gratitude. So, um, in the songwriting, you know, depending on the style that you use, you can have it in a different, a a number of different formats. So this is kind of almost like a musical journal of sorts. So it isn't a appropriate for, if it's not appropriate for your client to kind of create a full song due to their attention or other considerations, this can be part of your daily practice with them. So for instance, this, um, the therapist could create a very simple melody or chant, which I think Alyssa maybe is going to share one for you. Um, but then you could add it even to your hello song or your greeting intervention based on, you know, if it's a group or individual, um, just asking what is something you're grateful for. And then if they need more support, you could then provide those visuals, um, or ideas for them. It kind of, especially at the beginning, this can kind of be a difficult practice to start. Um, So you might ask them questions like, who is someone that helps you? 
What makes you smile? Who is someone you love? What is something you think is fun? What makes us, what makes you laugh? Um, and so on and so forth. And so, um, I think those are a couple of good ideas to kind of work with, but the whole idea is that we want them to start practicing, coming up with things that they're grateful for, um, within their days and, and even as very simple as in that single moment, which is a really important place to start. And the second idea that I thought is actually really collaborative with this one, um, you can kind of work together, is making it visual. I love especially really adding in that full sensory experience. Um, Kind of the sky's the limit for this, but the idea is to make a collage or some sort of art that of what they're grateful for. So this can be a collage of pictures from magazines that maybe they choose or printed from the internet. Um, I like the collage idea. It tends to be more popular with older children and teens um, and adults, um, but also older adults also really have benefited from that as well. Um, I've also made like a, a turkey before, so especially like at Thanksgiving, made a turkey and each of the tail feathers had a picture and a word of something that the child was grateful for. And so then they were able to help me, you know, make choices about the words. And then we had a song about it. And so really combining the art, the visuals, and the the actual songwriting, but you could do it flower petals in March or, you know, in June, whenever. Um, and so hearts in around Thanksgiving, so there are around, sorry, um, Valentine's day in February. So you could do lots of different, um, ways to do that. But the turkey feathers ended up being really, really funny when we were doing that because they were all colorful and, um, they were able to take it home. So, uh, you know, I would say grab some Mod Podge, that's my favorite, uh, some craft paper, and make a beautiful gratitude art. Um, I've used, again, pictures and uh, family members and friends and other things that they actually get to create and take at home. So this is when we're really talking about gratitude as a practice and a habit, it's really fun to give them homework. So, and this is all ages, um, that this can be used for kind of the assignment assignment for them is to get pictures of people, activities, food, objects, things that they're grateful for. And then they have to bring them in to then the session when you meet with them that week. And then they get to create and put this whole beautiful music and art thing together. And so that actually gives them an opportunity to think for a full week and start that habit of, I have to actually take pictures of something that I'm grateful for, or I have to grab pictures of something I'm grateful for. Um, and so that just helps them with that, that visual, uh, practice of it. Um, so I, I really like doing, adding the art as a, as a piece for that. Um, and by giving them you know, a homework, you are essentially asking them to, to do the gratitude for that week. And that then starts their journey. So I'll, I will, I will start to stop there because my mind is swirling with so many ideas on how to make this work of practicing gratitude functional for our clients. It's hard to, 
to choose just two um, or just a few, but the research on gratitude does heavily mention that the importance of expressing gratitude as well. So not only practicing it ourselves, but also then expressing it. So both of these ideas, songwriting and creating the visual art can be given to someone else. So that's the actual expression of gratitude. So it can be the whole project can be given to somebody or a group of people. There are so many ways to incorporate this further. Um, but I'm going to stop there as well as all of the pictures and, um, you know, the write-up interventions and experiences we'll have on the website. So everybody can access those after the podcast, but those are a couple ideas. What about you, Alyssa? What do you use in your sessions? Yeah. So, um, one thing that I actually, and you alluded to this or kind of mentioned this as an idea in your first intervention when you were talking about um, even incorporating it into a hello song. That's actually something that I've done um, with a lot of my clients. I have a little song and um, I ask them two questions during the song. How are they doing that day? And tell me one good thing. So they get to share like one good thing about that day. And it could be big, it could be small. And so um, I found that a lot of times they began to look forward to answering that question in our session because they knew I was going to ask every single time we we're going to start off our session with like that positive mindfulness. And so they would get so excited and be like, this is something that I couldn't wait to tell you that happened today. Or um, if we, if I ever like changed the hello song, I had a couple clients who were like, can I still tell you? one good thing that happened today. And I was like, of course you can. So um, that was a really fun thing that they would get excited about. And it was a really good opportunity I found because especially for school-age kids, I would see them in the late afternoon. So their day was kind of almost over at that point. And it had been a long day for them. They had been in school all day. And so sometimes they would come in and they would be like, well, nothing good happened today. And so it would be an opportunity for us to to think a detailed and like find um, – Maybe something small that they didn't think about that was a good thing that happened. Like maybe they got to eat their favorite food at lunch that day. Or um, maybe they got to say hi to a friend or something. Just something small that would kind of set them on in a more positive mindset before we kind of got to our session. So um, that, was a, that was a fun way that we would do that. But one game... Um, game intervention they think it's a game it looks like a game and it's fun like a game is called the gratitude game uh, which is based off of pickup sticks and so um we would begin the intervention with a gratitude chant and some body percussion either patting on our lap or clapping our hands or you can even pat on your chest um and the chant that i borrowed from the groovy garfus music therapy crew is I give thanks with my whole heart, with my heart I give thanks. And so we would chant that through a few times, and then the students would, or the clients, whoever the group was, um, or the individual, would play pickup sticks with um, colored popsicle sticks, or you could also do this with um, like a basket of egg shakers, if you have a bunch of colored egg shakers, and then you could use the egg shakers in the chant as well. But um, the colors would correspond to just a little visual I would have. And so each color would be a different category. Um, Like, who is someone you're thankful for? Kind of those questions that you were asking, Mm -hmm. Kristen, in your first intervention. Um, What is something 
that you love or what is something that makes you laugh? And so it would be that exact prompt. And so depending on what color they grabbed, they would answer the question um, or they could sing the, the answer to the question and then we would go back to the chant. And so then everybody would get to go around and share something. Um, and so that kind of also ties into the second intervention that I wanna share that is specifically about passing an egg. And this goes along with the act and the practice of expressing gratitude. Mm -hmm. And so this intervention um, was borrowed from and kind of inspired by the Creative Vibes music therapy team. Um, And this this, um, like I said, piggybacks well from the first intervention that I shared, but sitting in a circle, the clients would play a steady rhythm with their eggs and they would chant or sing, Thanksgiving is a time to share. I'll find a friend and show I care. I have something to give to you. Here you go. And thank you. And so they would get to pass their egg or their instrument. It could be any instrument. Um, or even a rhythm. You could pass a rhythm if it was like a drum jam set up. Oh, yeah. Um, and so then you say, and thank you, and then they pass it to their neighbor. So the music therapist who wrote this up originally also included a really good extension that um, included teaching about using thank you and kind of like learning when it's appropriate to say thank you um, and also sign language. So if that is like a communication goal that you're working on with your client or your group, um, then that's another really great way to practice that. Mm -hmm. Of course, this also is exercising impulse control, uh, receptive listening skills, social skills, especially if this is a group. Um, And so I think that intervention in particular, there's a lot of ways that you could individualize it and switch it up and make it super fun and engaging while also practicing saying thank you. And so kind of going along with that gratitude theme and expressing gratitude. So those are great. So many integration and extensions that you can make from combining those and adding the, you know, uh, just so many, my mind is swirling with so many ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's really fun. It's really fun to think about. And, um, I, love that we're doing this episode because it's hopefully inspiring to our listeners, but it's also inspiring me. And so I'm thinking, "Mm, as I'm planning my sessions, Mm -hmm. maybe these are, you know, like I'm just, I'm, my mind is also swirling on on different ways to incorporate this because now is a great time of year to kind of introduce this, this idea to clients. So let's move on then to, um, what gratitude can look like in our professional practice outside of our sessions, um, so our professional lives, and also our personal lives. Um, And I want to ask you about this, Kristen, because you have a lot of great experience in this field. And as someone who lives a really busy, full life, so I want to know kind of about the challenges to gratitude in in our field and in our personal lives. So what I mean, what do you find to be some of those challenges to gratitude? Are they are they big things or are they small things um, that kind of add up? Do you notice trends within your own practice? Um, are there certain times that you feel are harder to hold on to gratitude or certain seasons professionally or personally? I mean, just it, you can just kind of go 
go from there? What, what are your thoughts on all of that? Yeah, those are all really good questions. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges is the habit of practicing. You know, we've kind of talked a little bit about that. It's, mm. you know, actually beginning in the beginning of practicing it, it's very, and it, it takes a lot of intentionality. And so to practice it every single day, um, to be consistent with it, especially if you have not grown up or if it's not really been part of your upbringing, then it's even more difficult because you're really reworking neuronal networks. And so I think the diligence, um, you know, the same is the same is true for exercise and many other aspects of our life. It's the diligence that is really difficult, especially in the beginning, um, it doesn't also necessarily work right away. It's not magic, uh, but if practiced, it can it can change your your brain. And there's you know so research to support that. Um, that's why the habit is so important, and why it's personally, I think it is essential to help children develop this in early childhood. Um, so it is kind of second nature and part of something that they they grow up with during their def, you know really. Um, prime developmental years. I think when it comes to trends in our practice, um, music therapy is a very difficult, uh, it's just a, a difficult career. We work with so many different types of populations. We, we often work with very vulnerable and very, um, high need clients and families and that, you know, compassion fatigue, there's a ton of research about, um, just how how much it it takes we take on as music therapists, even with lots of um, things in place to help us buffer that and help us take care of ourselves. Um, I think I think gratitude is one that is probably a really important one for us to be very intentional about fostering and developing a habit around. Um, as far as things that are times that are harder, I think when you get towards that burnout, um, or or higher risk of burnout, that would be kind of within five to nine years, I think is currently, I mean, it can happen at any time depending on where you're working, but I think that's a pretty, a much higher time. Um, it's really, it's much more difficult to see that just like those kids. You said that in the afternoon, they can't see that, oh, there were actually a number of really small things that I am really grateful for. And I do really love about my, my day as well as, you know, there are a lot of things we love about our job, but a job is a job and there are lots of difficult things as well. And so, um, over time, seeing so much vulnerability, seeing so much, um, you know, hard sessions or, so I think that that's probably a a really difficult time would be a harder one to practice the gratitude. And that one where I would see probably the gratitude practice, um, kind of go away, but where that's a really time that needs to be, it needs to be kept. It's very important to be kept. So does that answer your question about some of the, what I guess I would, I see as the harder kind times as, as music therapists specifically? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm thinking also too, like, I mean, and this is hopefully not a re- like a recurring cycle of events, but I'm thinking even coming out of the pandemic too, mm-hmm. and just all like, I mean, so many of us had to switch to telehealth sessions, and I mean, everyone was affected. I don't need to talk about all of the ways. We know all of the ways, mm-hmm. but I think coming out of that season too was really difficult to find 
positive and like things that we were grateful for just because mm-hmm. it felt like there was so much negativity I think a lot of the time and it felt it could be really discouraging but I'm also thinking too like even in terms of um because I think for a lot of music therapists our work does tend to be cyclical especially following like school school year calendars if we work with a lot of school-aged kids um and clients or even even the holidays can be a really really tiring time I think and so just like for work, but also our personal lives. I mean, mm-hmm. things can just get really crazy. And so I feel like coming out of those seasons or even in the midst of those seasons, I just feel like naturally gratitude would be probably one of the hardest things to be intentional about seeking out because it just takes it takes that intentionality that mm-hmm. you maybe feel like you can't spare or aren't in the mood to spare at the moment um, when you're tired. Like yeah. That. Yeah, especially when fatigue sets in because it's like, oh, it's just one more thing I have to do is to be, to practice my meditation or practice my gratefulness, you know, my mindfulness and gratitude. And it's just like one more thing when, when life feels so, um, especially, I think you're exactly right in the pandemic, it just feels so much survival. We were just surviving kind of gratitude. I think we think of as just a nice thing for us to do that will make us sort of better but we Almost don't a luxury. see a luxury yeah exactly mm-hmm. whereas it really and the research i think supports it as well as it, it's really vital to yeah. our health and and our practice and so um i think especially we're gonna see i think we're going into a season where we're going to see it because towards the winter Um, lots of less, uh, you know, vitamin D, everybody's, you know, seasonal depression and things like that. And as well as we're now entering into holidays where we're still in a pandemic. I think Mm -hmm. we all thought a year ago, this was going to all be done. And we're, and so we're, we're going into a season that I think is really high risk as well for that, as well as the fact that a lot of music therapists and we are seeing it as well. We have a lot of need, high need clients. Um, emotionally, you know, I mean, all the things. And so our work is very important and very heavy at times. And so that is a, just a, is going to, can bleed over into our personal lives. And it just naturally, I mean, we're humans and we're um, empathetic people. And so we just have to be really cautious about that. I think gra- starting in gratitude practice is very essential right now. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you take away anything from today's conversation, mm-hmm. if you don't have a gratitude practice, you I should start. Yeah. <laughs> you should exactly. consider how you start. So speaking of which, mm-hmm. um, personally, and we talked about how this is, it, it can ebb and flow. And there are times maybe when we feel like more inspired to do this than other times. Um, and it is a, a practice over a long period of time. And throughout our lives, I'm sure that changes. So my my next question for you, Kristen, is how do you practice gratitude in your personal life? But I also want to follow that up with um, how has it changed for you? Or do you feel like there has been a change or kind of an evolution in how that has looked in your life um, and how that's impacted you? Great question. And it's also a really fun question because in my family, we, we practice it a lot. And I do think I'll just, um, mention and approach that question of how has it changed? Well, as your life changes now, I'm a mama of two littles, a five and an almost three-year-old. And so 
what gratitude practice looks like now was so different than when my husband and I were just newly married or when I was in college or, although I don't know that I, I had a, a, a huge, um, formal gratitude practice. Then I actually have it more, much more intentional about it now that I have littles who are modeling, um, modeling and are watching me on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Um, so because I do have two littles, you know, our, our gratitude looks like we talk about it a lot as a family where maybe, um, well, I know before I had kiddos, my husband and I, I mean, we would talk about things that we were grateful for, you know, over dinner or things like that, but mostly it was a real personal um, gratitude practice. It was something that I journaled. It was something that, um, I did, you know, I did in my exercise or my yoga as well, and kind of collaborated into that, but it was much more personal. Whereas now we talk about it all the time, like we're modeling it and we're speaking about it. And so, you know, before nap time or before bed, we always talk about at least one thing that we were grateful for that day. Um, and we try our best to, to model it even when things are hard now. So it's much more verbal and expressive now. Um, so for instance, my husband just went on a travel, uh, traveled for the first time for his work in a really long time. And so my kids were really, really sad. And, uh, you know, recognizing that and validating their feelings, obviously we do that. Um, but I also feel like it's really important for us to, to recognize how grateful we are for things like my husband does have a job and the opportunity that he has to get to go help others while he is away on his job. And so we keep bringing that back when they get sad. Yes, we're sad and that we, we don't like that feeling and, um, and we all are feeling that, but let's also talk about why are, what are the good things that we can see out of that? And, um, we get to have just mommy time while daddy's gone and lots of little things. And so I think that's how it has changed for us is we're just much more vocal and, um, uh, we just, you know, say it a lot out outwards. Um, and I actually have seen them coming to approach me when I'm maybe down in the dumps or I'm kind of having a difficult day or, you know, I'm just, kind of feeling struggling with something, they'll come up and say something really sweet about how, um, something that they were really grateful for. And it just kind of surprises me, but again, it's that habit and that diligence. So personally, um, that's kind of with my family, but personally, I still like to do meditation. Um, and I love journaling. That's, that's my therapy. (laughs) That's how I do it. I try to journal, um, actually writing with or without prompts. I kind of I use a variety of things, um, at least three times a week, um, as well as our daily practice that we do talking about as a family, but writing it down is really therapeutic for me. And I also, um, love that, uh, brand of tea called Yogi tea and mm-hmm. on their tea bags, they have a lot of times they have a little gratitude, like reminder or something to think. So that is I actually, like yes. So I love, I mean, I always have those in my kitchen. Like I drink tea every day. And so, I always am looking forward to that and it's always a reminder. And so actually I have those, um, and I keep them around. I put them in my gratitude journal. I have like one where I like paste them in there so then I can see them, but I also paste them around in my house. And so I like, I have one, I'm looking one right on my, um, computer right now. And so I have them around so that then, you know, it just catches my eye. So I think having it, that helps with that habit of it. But, um, those are just a couple of ways that we practice it and, in our life. That's awesome. And I think you bring up a good point too, that there 
are different ways that you can approach what gratitude looks like. It can be very personal, like journaling or taking that time to meditate or think. Um, but, and you mentioned doing this with your family, having like a more of a declarative practice with all of you. And you have like a little, your house is a little community for gratitude. Mm-hmm. And for those of us that don't have children or live by ourselves, I think it's also an important reminder um, to have those people in your life and like know who those people are that can, um, and maybe that's even something that you can ask them to do is to like help remind you to be grateful for things. And maybe that's even having kind of that accountability partner. If you have that friend or that, that someone that you trust and love and you know, they're going to be able to help you with that. I think it's also good to have that supportive community. Um, because I think gratitude you you can begin and maintain gratitude in yourself, but it's also important to have an attitude of, of gratitude around you. It's also an external thing yeah. and to have that practice with people in your life and that kind of mindfulness and positivity is also really important. Um, because there will be moments maybe when you don't, like you said, when, when your littles come up to you and they are able to remind you to be Mm -hmm. grateful, that's huge because we're not, we can't be that all the time Mm -hmm. and there will be moments when we don't feel that way. So yeah, I think that's a good reminder. Yeah. And it all works together because the more you practice gratitude on your own, the more that you want to share it and the more you want to encourage others around you. And so it's like a really feed forward, um, cycle. It's really a beautiful one because then it comes back to you because when you share it, then others, you know, in your support community also share it with you or put it on social media and it reminds you about something or, you know, like it's, it, it's good to, I love that idea about the supporting the community, be intentional about developing that. Yeah. Well, and I also too, going back to the research, that second study Mm -hmm. that I mentioned, actually it was the first study that I mentioned, the benefits from gratitude come from caregiving attitudes, like us actually caring for others and also Mm -hmm. being cared for and that mutually nurturing social relationship yep. actually impacts our physiology so much. And that's such an important part of our well-being is having mm-hmm. those social relationships. Because when you don't, I mean, there's also research on like what hap- the deficits that we experience mm-hmm. when we don't have those nurturing relationships. So there's, yeah, that kind of all, co- it all comes together in different ways. And it's also so important. That's but, such, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And I'm sorry about interrupting that. That just thought we have we need to do a whole series on just that the social yeah. component of gratitude because yeah. there's so there is a lot of research on it and especially when it comes to we can collaborate with that with with music and how that supports that actually neuro neurobiological reaction of social oh, yeah. and gratitude and so many fun things yeah there's okay a, there's a lot of rich stuff there yeah there's a lot of rich <laughs> we can't get off into that we'll be here nope, for two hours. Nope. <laughs> But um, I guess in terms of just going back to your personal practice, do you feel like this is kind of a formal thing? Um, And have you found it to be helpful? Oh, it's incredibly helpful. Um, You know, I think by nature, I'm a very optimistic person. I just am. That's just who I am. And I think it does have a lot to do with how I was raised. Again, I think that just it. 
highlights the importance of gratitude practice in childhood. Um, But I will say that the intentional gratitude practice has helped me tremendously on an emotional level. Um, I also, by nature, like people to like me. Like I, I, that's just also my nature and my personality. And so I tend to carry a lot of guilt, often even from very small things that, um, you know, I'm not maybe even aware of. And so turning, I've, I've been practicing over the last couple of years, really turning that gratitude practice around on myself to find even the small things, like in even situations that I feel are really heavy, but trying to find those small moments of lightness and, and, um, just brightness that allowed me, they, they really allowed me to process it more quickly and, and be just much more gentle on myself in the process. So I have seen a direct link from my gratitude practice um, to that, as well as I, I do formal practice. Um, I think I feel like my journaling is rather formal because it's, it's very intentional and I'm, um, you know, I have all the, all the things and I have to, it's a very formal practice for me. Um, but I've also, you know, do yin yoga, which I feel is, there's a lot of gratitude within that practice. Um, and so being very intentional about setting up those times, um, during the week and during the day to, to do that and to care for myself have been a little bit more of a formal practice, um, as well as I guess you could say when we all get together around the table or around at time, it's my kiddos don't let us go to bed without it. So it has become a very big habit. And so I mm-hmm. guess that's, for me, those would be the things that are kind of formal because they're just more intentional and more consistent. Um, but yeah, I guess those are just a couple of thoughts I have. Does that answer the question? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. that's great. And I, I really, really loved your point, too, about the importance of um, internalizing that gratitude also to yourself. Um, and because I think, you know, going back to like when we were referencing burnout, and I'm going to come back to that mm-hmm. in a second. It's mm-hmm. being grateful for things in yourself is also one of the first things to go and being hard on yourself or being down because you're feeling discouraged is so easy. And I, I also tend to internalize a lot of negativity. If things are not going great, I Mm -hmm. turn it on myself. And so, um, that I think, especially for myself, I know would be a really important component to establishing a a practice like that. And that would take practice to get to that, to be able to accept that. (laughs) Yeah. It's very hard practice. I think self-love and self-compassion and um, just self-gratitude. You know, I mean, I, I, at the very beginning when I was practicing it, um, I, I very intentionally would say it out loud. Mm. Um, you know, speaking as I maybe do, as I would to my daughter or as I would Mm. to a me who is a Kristen, who's seven. Like if I left a situation and felt like, gosh, that did just not go the way I really wanted it to. Or um, I really wish that I would have done things differently or said things differently. And because those of us that are, that are by nature, who we, the, the personality like me, um, we leave almost every situation going, oh gosh, I could have, I hope they like me and I, I hope I did the right thing and all the things. And so actually visually, you know, verbally saying it in the car, like from one 
you know, space to another, Kristen, I was really grateful that you did this, or I'm really proud of you for doing this. And that, that actual visual or verbal, um, output was real, has been really helpful. Now I kind of do it mostly internally, but, um, but initially it's a really great practice. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And that also, I mean, that I, I, everything that I think goes back to the brain in some form or fashion, but that Mm -hmm. also changes the way that we process when Mm -hmm. we say it out loud, it actually Mm -hmm. like changes. It's different that way. And so that's great. So, um, kind of going back to the burnout thing, um, not only for our profession, because I know that there are people listening who are not music therapists, and this mm-hmm. this whole conversation really is for everyone. Um, yeah. Obviously, components are specific to music therapy, but this personal and professional practice is absolutely for everyone. Um, and so what do you feel like the relationship is between gratitude in our work and burnout both for music therapists and if you have any thoughts for just in general, please share. Yeah, this is, I'm so glad you asked this and I think it needs to be its own podcast episode and (laughs) actually quite honestly a full series. So we're going to need to work on doing that because it is (laughs) capital letters so important. Um, I think mindset plays a lot into the trajectory of burnout and in, in burnout there are significant levels of depression and anxiety. Um, and as you mentioned in the research around gratitude practice, it helps our mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical bodies. And mm-hmm. the gratitude practice can only help in prevention and and when you're in the thick of it because we, I mean, many of us, hopefully we can prevent it. Hopefully we can prevent, but there are levels of burnout um, that people experience. And that is across all professions, not just music therapy, it's speech, it's OT, it's um, counseling, it's teachers, it's parents. Parents experience burnout, especially when you're having littles at home and um, are, they really need you a lot. And so um, even when you're in the, the thick of it, I think gratitude really helps you to travel through it. Um, and that's the, that's the whole idea is not really getting stuck in it. And we can pull out a lot of research, especially, um, I even thinking about the incredible research they did in the, um, the burnout book, you know, with the stress cycle and there's so much in there, but they do speak about gratitude in there as well as kind of the whole idea of processing through the emotions, but gratitude, I think helps you move. That, that's kind of how I look at it. The gratitude helps me take one step forward, one step forward. And then that, mm. the habit of that continually kind of helps movement, movement through your burnout, even if you are in the thick of it. And we can yeah. relate that, just taking a side note, into our clients, especially our clients that are really in the thick of it, emotionally yeah. in severe depression, they cannot see what they are grateful for. That's part of our... Um, our work is to set up an experience and an opportunity for them to find that. And that, and we can look at that both for our clients as well as for ourselves. And yeah. so I think gratitude, if you have, and we, and again, we will go into this in other series because I, in other episodes, because there's so much that we need to dig into specifically about gratitude and resilience. And mm. I think the resilience is a really big 
conversation that we can have around, um, around this, that especially when it comes to burnout, but, um, there, there's, there's so much, so much there to, to kind of unpack. Um, but you know, I don't think the gratitude practice, I want to be cautious about saying that gratitude practice will help you travel through burnout alone. Um, I think it will, if you have a gratitude practice, it will help prevent, it will also help you, I think, move through burnout quicker and more easily, um, because of the resilience aspect. And there's research on that as well, but I don't think it takes the place of counseling and speaking to someone about it, because I think that's essential. Um, but there is gratitude. There is research actually to support the combination of psychotherapy and gratitude practice, and how there are better outcomes um, when yeah. you combine both. So, when it comes to burnout, I think it's a that we just don't have enough research on burnout. I think we just it's it can happen in any profession, in any. Um, it's, I mean, everybody is at risk for it. There are people that are at higher risk. Um, but I think that it is helpful in prevention, building that resilience. And I think it is also helpful to start seeing that light in the middle of it when it is so dark and it is, yeah. you just can't see the light at all. Yeah. And even it's even that little baby step mm-hmm. is forward motion. Yeah. And it snowballs. Yep. Yeah. It does snowball. Gratitude. I think that the more that you practice it, the more you get better at it, the more you share it, the more that you create community around it, the more you express it, the more it comes back to you. It's all this, it's a very, um, feed forward snowballing effect. And from my observations. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So to kind of zoom out a little bit and and just get I want to leave I want to leave everyone with some practical tips and just a couple ideas um that they can use for their personal and professional life um because if we if, if we keep um talking about like the theory of gratitude like you said that's enough to fill a whole series so we're just right. gonna have to we're just we gonna geek have to out. back to that yeah we totally nerd <laughs> out when it comes to the neuro <laughs> yes for sure so um to just kind of put it back in our hands and give us something tangible to walk mm-hmm. away with what is one idea that somebody could implement today what's something that they could go plan to put in their day um to get started on this gratitude practice journey Yep. Uh, I, so many ideas again, swirling around, but I think the most influential place to start is to have a space either on your phone or a notebook. Although I would highly recommend actually writing it. Um, because again, with speaking things out loud, it's also very important to write things and your it just the way that your body receives and your brain receives that information is different when you actually write it out. So I would highly encourage writing that out. Um, but at the very least a space, even on the notes section in your, um, on your phone and there are gratitude apps. So we will link some of those that I have found and I've used, um, and they have been helpful at reminding you. And so I think that's the, I think that's the most important place to begin, um, is to begin your day with gratitude. And this seems very simple. And after a few weeks, this will seem like just part of your morning routine, but I think it's the best place to start. It forces you to think intentionally about your day and it starts you with a mindset of gratitude. So 
for those that are working with clients that specifically I think are are struggle you're struggling with or you take take a lot of energy from you, I'd encourage you to specifically write down something that you are grateful for around that client. Mm. So let's say for instance, maybe that client or clients are you're serving in a really difficult environment. Maybe the staff in the environment don't understand music therapy. We see this often in music therapy, but it can be the same in any other any, any profession. Um, just having you know uh, staff maybe make comments about the work that you do or how it's not effective, or they just perceive what you're doing is different, and um, whatever the case is. Or even if you're struggling with your, you know, bringing it back to moms and parents, even if you're struggling with your kiddos or they're in a really difficult season, um, it's very draining and it can be very discouraging in that space. And so something to be grateful for maybe in that specific environment is the opportunity to bring light and joy and benefit to the client, knowing that they are in that environment all the time. And also, you know, that, that immediately changes your mindset from I'm coming in, I'm coming and I have to do be in this environment really brings the focus on what is the work I'm doing and what is the benefit I can do. And, um, and so I think that that immediately helps. So that's the thing that I would say is the very first thing It's very simple, write down one thing at least in the morning before you even start your day, um, grab a notebook and have it have it be your gratitude. It can be like a tiny little just notepad. Um, but, but that's the, the one takeaway that I would say is the very first place to start. Yeah. And I will say too, in addition to the gratitude apps that you mentioned, Mm -hmm. they also make gratitude journals. If you feel like you you want a little more guidance or structure, maybe Mm -hmm. to kind of carry you through like 30 days or however many. Oh yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I will actually also mention, I have it on my phone right now. So I have a 30-day calendar that I'm currently going through because I like to sometimes just get, you know, prompts as well. Yeah. Um, and I actually have it on my phone screen. And so That's awesome. I just have it as my wallpaper. So it's there. So whenever I look to see what time it is, I see it. And I've also done that on my phone as well as finding some, you know, image or something that um, like on Pinterest or or even social media that have come through that I think is really encouraging and is, is focusing me on gratitude. I just put it on my phone screen. And so then every time I look at my phone, it's a reminder. I think that's part of the big habit practice of that. So I'm gl- so glad you mentioned that. Yeah, that's a great idea. So the um, idea that I wanted to share um is a gratitude rock. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is also something that you could turn into an intervention with your clients. Mm -hmm. But I personally love the idea because um, this like requires you to go outside for some length of time to find a rock. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And if you have to be outside, then I'm on board automatically. Um, So I, to, to find the rock though, I think it's also great. Um, I'm a big fan of mindfulness walks. I love going on walks. Um, And so this could be a great excuse to take a little mindfulness walk, even if it's a short one. Um, 
to find a rock or something else. I mean, you could use anything. It doesn't just have to be a rock. But um, something small that you could either carry in your pocket that you could put in your briefcase or your work bag or your guitar Mm -hmm. bag. Um, Something that you can set on your desk. You could even turn it into jewelry. Um, You could hang it on your rearview mirror in your car. I mean, somewhere that you're going to see it um, or where you need to carry it with you. Um, to be a physical reminder. And so whenever you see it or you touch it, um, and adding that sensory component is also a really great thing. Um, mm-hmm. In addition to speaking it out loud and writing it down, using your body to participate in this practice. Um, but every time you see it or you touch it, kind of pause and think about one thing that you're grateful for. And I would encourage mm-hmm. you to say that out loud if you can. Um it could be something small. It could be something big. Like I said, I, I've done with my kids in the past. Um, but just, you know, whatever it is in the moment, um, it could even be, you know, like even having a job um, mm-hmm. or the sun is shining and the weather is great today. That's something that I'm always grateful for. And so just taking a moment to be intentional about that reminder um, about something that brings you joy or fulfillment. Um so, you know, when you when you take it out of your bag at the end of the day or you're clocking out of work and you're locking up the office, um, just kind of take a moment to remember the things that you are grateful for from that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you put it back in your gig bag or your backpack or whatever in the morning, um, you can kind of like reset your day and think, okay. This is a new day. I'm going to collect some things that I'm grateful for this day. So you can make it as simple or ongoing as you want to, but it's just really um, a kind of a physical reminder. And as part of the practice, I think it's important to have that intentional positive thinking throughout your day to kind of keep you Mm -hmm. mindful um, so that you're not so much reactive and trying to respond to being ungrateful, but that you just kind of always keep that Mm -hmm. in front of you. So, um, that, that's just an idea to bring a little bit of, um, nature and mindfulness to your gratitude practice every day. I love, I love that idea. And I love that, like, there's, we have almost worked on a a book ending. It's like starting with mindfulness and gratitude in the morning and then ending it at the end and thinking back on the day. So thinking forward of the day and, and, and back on the day. And that's so important. So I, I think those are all very simple things that we could, that everybody can begin to practice and explore. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I am, I, this was such a rich conversation Mm -hmm. and there's so many things that we could extend from this conversation. So I hope that our listeners have enjoyed um, learning a little bit more about gratitude and hopefully feeling a little bit inspired to carry this into their professional life, their clinical work and their personal life, especially. So with all of this, it's just a good reminder to take care of yourself so that you can take care of others and help them care for themselves as well. So as Kristen mentioned at the beginning, all of the write-ups for these interventions and ideas are going to be available on our website, um, www.musictherapyandbeyond.com. 
And as always, reach out to us if you find if you found something particularly inspirational or you want to share how you're using the things that we've talked about. We would love to hear about that. Um, so you can reach out to us at musictherapyandbeyond at gmail.com. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook to stay up to date on all of the content that we're sharing with you to support you um, in your gratitude practice and in all of your other wellness practices as well. So thank you for all the work that you do and all the places that you do it. We'll see you next time.